life isn't just one story, it's multiple stories. I will share authentically and bravely my stories in hopes to inspire you to live a creative, purposeful, meaningful, and happy life. So many of you know, if you're longtime listeners, or if you're currently listening, or if you came across the title of my podcast, what you know is I share stories. My podcast is called Stories to Inspire, and I come up with many episodes based off of things that have happened in my life. Well, today, this episode is about something that happened in my daughter's life, and it's something that I want to share. I'm so proud of her. She is so brave, and I got her permission to share all about this, and it's something that she came to me with, and I helped her through it, and we worked on it together, and I'm just... I don't know. It's just one of those stories that I have to share. I have to share with the world because she may not be the only one dealing with something like this. And if somebody else is struggling with this, her and I both agree that we want to help people. This is our story and we have to share it. So I got her permission. And again, I'm so proud of her. She is so brave and she absolutely did not hesitate when I asked her permission to share this. And I even said, it's okay to tell me no. And she goes, no, I don't care. Go ahead, share it. So let me get right to it and share the story. Berkeley and Macy, my two daughters, they were going to a sleepover. I recently started homeschooling them this past year, so they don't see their friends all the time. And it happens to be two sisters that went to their old school, and they're such a great family, a good Christian family. The oldest one is Macy's age, and the youngest one is Berkeley's age. And they're so awesome that every time they have a sleepover or a birthday party, they invite both girls. And so they had invited both girls to come to the birthday party. So we've had this on our schedule for the past week or two. And two days before the event, Berkeley comes in my room as I'm getting through my morning routine. I was working out. She comes in and she was almost in tears and she was talking about going to the sleepover. And she was really nervous and every time she thought about it, it made her sick. What I've noticed with Berkeley is when we travel, when we go places, whether we're driving in the car for a long distance, usually it's on vacation because she does okay if we're just driving maybe an hour away or whatever. But if it's a long vacation, if we're flying, stuff like that, she gets anxious and she starts physically showing symptoms of her anxiety. Now, my sister also struggles with anxiety. And so I know from talking to her that the symptoms are the same. And so Berkeley was telling me about these symptoms. Her stomach was hurting. She had to go to the bathroom. And I knew right away it was her anxiety. She was worried. What I think is really cool about our family, my dad was an alcoholic and he never hid that from people. And my sister, she openly talks about her anxiety. And Berkeley, she gave me permission to share that on here. And I share personal things. That's just how our family is. I think we deal with things by talking about it. I think sometimes we know that it can help people by the things that we've experienced. And I don't know, we just don't have any shame in it. It's not something that we love or enjoy, but sharing and talking about it, it's therapeutic in a way. It's just, I don't know, it's nothing that we've been ashamed of. It's just the way we are. And if it can help somebody else, we're all for it. So anyways, Berkeley came, she's having these symptoms. She's nervous and worried about something with the sleepover. So we got talking about it and she could not pinpoint what the thing she was worried about was. We had an incident a couple of years ago where she went to stay the night with somebody and she ended up not feeling good. So I went and picked her up and it turned out it was COVID. And so she kept thinking that maybe she was nervous because she got sick once before staying the night somewhere. And I said, Berkeley, 
that cannot be it because you've stayed places many, many times since then. So I don't think that's it. And so she kept racking her brain trying to figure out what it was that was making her anxious and nervous. I just told her, I said, Berkeley, I don't think it's going to do you any good trying to figure out what it is because we had already talked about all the good things. She was excited to go. She said they're a great family. They're so nice. She had fun before and she knew all of those things, but she kept trying to pinpoint what the one thing was that was making her nervous and anxious. And when I was talking to my sister, she's like, yes, that's how it is. You try to figure out what it is and sometimes you'll never figure it out. And what I kind of realized with Berkeley after talking to her and after some tears and hugging her and praying for her, I realized that she was maybe nervous because she hadn't been around those group of girls in a while. And so maybe there was just some uncertainty. She didn't know who was going to be there, how things were going to go, who she was going to be around, all the details. And so her brain was trying to fill in those gaps which made her anxious and nervous because you can't possibly figure out what's going to happen when you haven't done it before. And she even said, if I could see into the future and know everything was going to be okay, then I would be fine. But I told her, I said, that's not walking by faith because we talk a lot about our faith. We talk a lot about asking God for help. And we did some praying. Like I said, I prayed over her. We prayed together. I prayed for her to be okay. But the thing with faith is you have to believe before there's evidence. That's what faith is. You believe before you see that everything is going to be okay. Or in Berkeley's case, we went through everything that she knew to be true. And I told her to focus on that rather than how she felt. Because even though she wanted to feel okay, I knew that may not happen. She still may be nervous. And I told her, that's okay, Berkeley. It's okay to still feel nervous. I know it's not fun. I know we, you would rather not feel that way. But focus on your thoughts. Focus on what's true. And try to be okay with your stomach hurting. That it's not going to kill you. You will survive. You'll make it through. Because when we travel, her stomach hurts. I was holding her hair back in the airport as she got sick in a trash can. And that was during COVID. I was a paranoid, nervous wreck thinking, they're not going to let us fly. They're going to think she's sick which I knew she wasn't. I knew it was her nerves and anxiety. But as soon as we get on the plane, she's fine. And she knows that from her history that when she makes herself do something, it's all okay. Everything ends up being okay. So I told her, just focus on that and be okay that you don't feel good, but know that you will survive. You'll get through it. You'll feel better. And then I gave her a writing assignment and had her go write some things out. And she made two different lists, wrote two different things out. And by the end of the day, the most amazing thing happened. She came back and we were talking and she said, you know what, I'm just going to assume that I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to think anything else. I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to be nervous. I'm not going to be sick. And I'm just going to do it because she knew that she wanted to do it. And that's what she said. I'm not going to let the way I feel right now stop me from doing things. And, you know, talking to my sister, she works with some lady that said her world keeps getting smaller and smaller because she gives in to her anxiety. She won't even drive 10 minutes to another town because she's so worried about things. And my sister and Berkeley both have decided and they're determined that they're not going to let their anxiety and those feelings stop them, especially when their thoughts tell them otherwise. They know better. They know what's true. And so I'm happy to say Berkeley went to the sleepover. We had no issues on the way there. Of course, we stayed busy all day. They did their schoolwork. We had homeschool skate. And then we went and got the birthday gift. And I took her to the bowling alley and dropped both girls off. 
and she was totally fine. She went and stayed the night. They invited her to come back in a couple of weeks for another sleepover that they're doing. And she did it. And I'm so proud. And again, I asked her for permission to talk about her on this podcast. She said yes. And I just wanted to share that because I think it's so amazing that a 10-year-old can talk about things. And she knew she could come talk to me and that we would talk things through. And she was determined to work through it. And she prayed and she did her work, and she got her mind right, and she made herself go because she knew she would have fun. And that's what she said, I know I will have fun. I just wish I didn't feel the way I do. And what's really cool is I see Berkeley working through this, like when we're traveling and things, each time it gets better. It gets better each time. And usually on the way there, like if we're going to Florida, she has a harder time, but on the way back, since we just flew like a week before, she's fine, she doesn't have an issue. And this last time when we drove to Florida for vacation, she was completely fine then. She didn't get sick in the car or anything. So I see progress because she keeps pushing herself. I keep making her do things. She wants to keep doing things. And so I'm not a therapist. I'm just a life coach. But I just know from our experience and from Berkeley and from my sister, and I feel anxious at times. There's times where I know something, but my body feels different. And I just have to go with what I know. I have to trust God. I have to trust his plan. And so I just thought if I could share that story and what I know, maybe it could help some of you. And maybe you're not necessarily going to have a sleepover, but maybe you're worried or anxious about something else. And so just to wrap this up, I wanted to leave you with a few tips kind of based off of what we talked about. I'm just going to summarize and give you seven different things that I thought might help you. So first off, number one is talk about it. I think talking about it is so therapeutic. Like I said, our whole family is that way. We just talk about it. We share. We're honest. We're open. And I think sometimes that can be just amazing. That can make the biggest difference in the world is talking about it. Don't keep it all in because when you hold things in, your mind can do some crazy, funky things that don't make sense. But when you talk about it and the words come out of your mouth, you're like, wait a minute, that's not true. That's not accurate. And it sounds silly or whatever. So I just think talking about it can be so helpful. Another thing is write about it. That's number two, write about it. I gave Berkeley an assignment. I said, go write down all positive, true thoughts, things to focus on. And then I think she wrote out a prayer. And I think all of that is so helpful, so beneficial. Just getting your thoughts out onto the paper so that you can see them with your own eyes. Number three is replacing those negative thoughts. So when you identify some of your negative thinking, you have to replace them. So find true positive thoughts to replace them with. And then you just strictly focus on those. Don't let yourself go to the negative thinking, the things that aren't true, the made up scenarios that we try to like fill in the blank with our minds about what might happen, but it hasn't even happened. So just focus on what you know to be true. Number four kind of goes along with that, but focus more on your thoughts than how you feel. Because again, your body might be nervous. It might tell you otherwise. You might have stomach pains and feel anxious and nervous. Try to ignore those and focus more on your thoughts. I think the more you try to resist that feeling in your body, the stronger it becomes because you're so focused on it. So focus on the thoughts, focus on what's true. And if you don't feel well, if you don't feel good, be okay with that. It's not going to hurt you, it's just a feeling. I think sometimes when I say it that way, it's just a feeling. It kind of minimizes it and makes it seem like it's not such a big deal. It's not going to kill me. It's just a feeling in my stomach. I don't like it. No big deal. I'm going to just focus on my thoughts and what's true, what's positive. Number five is to pray. 
pray, 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 and trust God. Maybe find a Bible verse to focus on that will help you get through it. Again, going back, it's having faith. Regardless of how you feel, it's what you know. It's what you know about God's word and what he's going to do in your life. Trust him and the plan he has for you. What I told Berkeley was, we don't know why you're going through this. God loves you. He cares for you. He wants the best for you. Maybe you're to be an example for other people that might be going through this, other kids. We don't know God's plan, but we have to trust him. And that always helps. Number six is to just do it. Face your fear and just do it anyways, no matter how you feel. And I know sometimes this is easier said than done. And I've seen my sister go through some really scary times and she's not been able to face her fears, but there's been way more times that she has faced her fears than she's not. And she is determined to not let her anxiety to control her life. And she is such a great example of not giving up and giving in to her fears. She's She's moving forward. She's going ahead in spite of how she feels. And to know that when you do that, it only gets better the next time. And lastly, number seven is once you have conquered your fear and you've followed through and you've done that thing, I would like to suggest that you write about it so that you have that to remember for in the future. Because that's evidence. That's proof that you did it. I would write about the details about how you felt, all the good things, all the positive things, so that you have that as a resource for the next time that you need to do that. I know when we've flown in the past and Berkeley's been really nervous and sick to her stomach and we get on the plane, but she did it. She's on the plane. She's feeling better. Like I said, once we get on the plane, she's fine. She's completely fine. So Macy always likes to remind her, okay, Berkeley, remember this. Remember how you feel right now. You're fine. You're fine. Remember this the next time. And I think that's a great idea. But if you can write about it and document it and make note of it, you have that as a resource to go to the next time that you have to do this and conquer your fear. And so maybe you're not necessarily anxious. Maybe you don't struggle with anxiety, so to speak. But I think we all get nervous from time to time. I think we're all fearful of things from time to time. I think we all get that feeling in the pit of our stomach when we're not quite sure of the future. So whether you struggle with anxiety like my sister in Berkeley or you just feel nervous from time to time, I want to ask you this final thought-provoking question. I always like to ask a question. You can journal about it. You can give it some deep thought while you're driving or while you're going to bed or whatever. But I always like to end with a powerful thought-provoking question. And today's question is, what will you do today to face your fear? In spite of how you feel, what will you do? And I'm just going to leave it at that. Let you ponder and think about that. So I hope you guys have an amazing week. Take care and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Hey, I have a great opportunity for you. I just so happen to have a few open coaching spots for new clients. If you are looking for something more or for something different, I would love to help you get there. I believe you are more than capable with a coach like me to support you and to hold you accountable. Go to crystalstidham.com and send me a message. Let's connect. There's no obligation to sign up. It's just a free chat to get to know each other a little better and to see if we are a good match. It's crystalstidham.com. I look forward to talking to you soon.